Uh, welcome to the Lunch Break Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Glenn Weiscover, coming to you live and direct from the same parking lot I always come to you from. A little stutter, a little stammer. I'm human. It happens. Um, so yeah, I'm playing hurt. I don't know what it is, man. I uh, pulled something today in my back. I admittedly have a history of back issues. Not bragging. Um, and uh, yeah, something happened today. I pulled uh, something when I stood up. And there's a searing, like hot, heat, radiating pain down my leg, my right leg down into my groin, into my ball bag, just, oh, oh, it's right in the center of the back, too, oh, ah, so, yeah, I'm playing hurt this week, Eve, you're a doctor, what do you think of that, write me, send me a text, oh, that hurts, um, so, anyway, I was doing some scream therapy the other day, long story short, uh, and I uncovered a memory, and, uh, shit, Hang on a second. And I need Gary. I know you're listening to this. I gotta get you later. But Gary, here, while you're listening to this, take a letter. I need, when you edit this, take a letter. Hang on a second. Sorry, guys. I gotta get this out of the way. Uh, dictate as follows. Uh, let's just go with uh, Dear Skippy Foxberg. Uh, that's S-K-I-P-P-Y-F-O-X-B-U-R-G-H. Dear Skippy Foxberg, uh, I'm writing to inform you that I have forgiven you for harming me on that fateful date in the year of our Lord, 1991. It was recently uncovered during my latest session of scream therapy that you once coaxed me into placing my genitals into a dormant bee's nest. For the promise of half of your fun-sized Milky Way bar, of course... That bee's nest was not as dormant as I was led to believe. The sound of your laughing mixed with my high-pitched howls is etched permanently into my brain, like the way they used to make the vinyl records, you know, when the needle would come down into the grooves and that friction would actually be the Beatles singing, you know, hold your hand or whatever. So, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like that in my brain. Um, is it Scrimshaw? I know that's on Bone or... Or tusk, I don't know. Um, that's that, but that's what it, uh, that sound is on my on my brain now. And I uncovered that recently during scream. Edit all this out, Gary. This is not good. All right, back to the letter. Both my scream therapist and my life coach now believe that the only way to silence that haunting cacophony from my conscience is for you to send me half a fun size Milky Way bar. With that being said, I wish you the best, nothing but best wishes and prosperity to you and your family. Sincerely, Stephen Wisecarver, Esquire. Now, Gary, you need to send that to Middle River Correctional Facility, Block 12. All right, thank you. Uh, next order of business. Um, I got a, Speaking of letters, I got a letter. Let's see. It's from a fan. Oh, anybody out there want to send me a letter? Send me an email, whatever. Uh, I, pr I appreciate the old school letters with the wax seal on it, if you want to do that. But, you know, email, text, whatever. You got the uh, the Lunch Break Podcast at Facebook slash Gmail slash uh, Uh Here it is. It's from a fan. Um, Dear Stephen, 
I wrote you, but you still ain't calling. I left my email, Facebook, and Grinder at the bottom. I sent two DMs while I beamed. You must not have seen them. There probably was a problem with the Wi-Fi or something. Sometimes my autocorrect is shitty and so shady. But anyway, fuck it. What's put up, man? How's your lady? My life is funny, too. I'm about to start a podcast. If I get it on iTunes, guess what I'ma call it? I'ma name it Dinner Time. I heard about your new kitten, man. I'm smitten. I had a tabby short hair named Winston that I'm missing. I know you probably hear this every day, but I'm your biggest fan. I was even at your only stand-up show where it hit the fan. Lunch Break Podcast for Life. I love to listen, man. I even got the show you did with Nathan, too. You two are fat. Anyway, I hope you get this, man. Tweet me back. Just a chat. Five-star review. Your biggest fan. This is Chan. All right, so that's from Chan. And uh, I have to get back to him sometime. Gary, try to remind me to get back to him. He, he deserves a response. I love that. Um, what's next on the agenda? Uh, can we go ahead and cancel the whole notion that it's going to association of snow with Christmas? I did. I was crunching some numbers recently, and uh, the last ten Christmases, the average temperature was about seventy-three degrees. It's all this mistletoe and icicles and shit and decorations, but you know it's a balmy seventy. You're just walking out there and uh, maybe a, a nice tank top and some capri pants. At least that's what I do. You know who I blame for that? The fucking Hallmark movies. They like to perpetuate the stereotype that snow equals Christmas. It's not so. Speaking of which, I I'm gonna write a movie for them. I do have a contract that I'm going to write a movie for them. It's filming next week in Saskatoon because that's the only place where you can get cold weather and snow nowadays is northern Canada. The entire economy of Regina <laughs> is uh, flourishing thanks to the Hallmark ne- Network. Oh, goddamn. Mm. All right. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to write a Hallmark original Christmas movie. It's going to be starring Dean Cain and uh, Lacey Chabert and Candace Cameron, Beret, Beret, Burr. Uh, it's going to be called, I don't know yet, I haven't really thought of the title, but uh, you know those movies are very easy to write, so I'm going to have that punched out by tonight, probably. Um, yeah, I, I had written down some ideas for titles, potential titles for my movie, but I, I can't seem to find them. Just know that it's going to have to do with sugar cookies and uh, Santa. Maybe Frosty gets a hooker. I don't know. Mistletoe belt. Ugh. If I can just convince them to do my scene that I want to do with uh, Mario Lopez with his bare ass shown in the shower. It's like two golden corral buns pressed together. Ugh. That's what I need for Christmas. Santa, send me Mario Lopez ass. I need A.C. Slater's cheeks. <laughs> yeah, then I'll be, I'll, then I'll know it's going to be a good new year, too. Well said. All right. Um, damn, I really cannot find the list. This is just all improvisation talking about the Hallmark movie I'm going to write. Anyway, what time, what time are we at? This is very professional. Oh, 7.44. What else did I wanted to talk about? I have on the a list the agenda. I don't recall. Damn it. 
<clears throat> I'm gonna leave all this in. You know, this is gonna be realistic. My pain should be heard and felt by everyone. And my manager just walked by. That's great. I gotta keep it down. I can't cuss. Um, damn it. I'm ruffling all these papers. I keep looking at the same papers. That's really smart. Uh, come on now. You got it written down somewhere. Oh, oh, here we go. What is this? Oh, there's another thing. Yeah, I was, uh, I used titles for Hallmark Originals. Gingerbread Wedding. Let me tell you something about scented candles. Dean Kane kissed a lady as it snowed, uh, snows on them. Christmas dinner for Santa. Conversations, uh, about Frosty. I don't know. A boyfriend for Santa. Um, Frosty finds a home. Frosty finds a hoe. That'd be good. All right, so forget that. Um, I was watching some Marx Brothers movies the other night. Oh, goddamn. I was watching Duck Soup. And you know, I gotta say, Harpo Marx was just a dick. You know, the way he would just cut people's ties. No, we're not asking. They were just doing the job. You know, I get that he was supposed to be funny. I, I never got Harpo. I get that he, he didn't talk. He was just an autistic little brat that ran around and caused mayhem. He was one of those kids that needed Ritalin or Paxil or a combination of the two. The, the completely, like, fucking, uh, that hurt. Um, the complete, like, underrated Marx brother was by far Chico. That dude had some great one-liners. Watch Duck Soup. And that great accent that I'm sure today he'd be, um, to take into task on social media for. I wish I had examples. I'd written down examples of some great one-liners he had. I'd gotta pay my dollars. The taxes. Dollars, taxes. Yeah, taxes. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I wonder what kind of life Zeppo had because he was the straight man. He didn't get to be all goofy. He didn't get the limelight. People didn't give a shit about Zeppo. I don't think he even played an instrument. I just hope he wasn't jealous, man. Enjoy the experience. It's like uh, if Abbott hated Costello. I, I've never really done research, but uh, I bet the money soothed his wounds a little bit. And I wonder if any of those old-timey comedians really wanted to do more risque, like, daring material. And the answer is a lot of them did. The aristocrats joke, you know, the awful, terrible, uh, foul, rotted brain, evil joke uh, has its roots in vaudeville you think groucho wanted to throw out some quips about wieners and hoo-hahs i bet he did stan laurel was into pedophile jokes i bet and then fatty arbuckle was me too'd in the 1920s shimp was all about miming masturbation these old-timey comedians they you know they're on like tcm but uh, they were some filthy fuckers it was just like a generation away from red fox what are we now? Oh, 11 minutes in. Look, I know this wasn't my best. I'm playing hurt, but uh, I'm going to give a shout out to Gary for helping me out. Give a shout out to Chan uh, for sending the letter. Uh, Eve, if you're listening, hit me up. I don't know what's going on with me. And uh, back to work, bitches. <laughs>